Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Whiskey Mistress. And it's her show. She knows about whiskey and stuff. Hi, this you is Debbie Showcare on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Whiskey stories. I know I'm always going on about craft distillers and how amazing they are. Well, here's the thing. I'm right, but I'm not sure I've really impressed upon you that it's not just American craft distilling that's impressive. Today, I'm going to tell you about a craft distiller in Japan that's making huge waves, in a good way, in the international whiskey-loving world. You know, Japanese whiskey, in general, it's continuing to enjoy an enormous boom. In 2015, a lot of 54 choice bottles from a little-known distillery fetched nearly $460,000 at auction. I know, it's amazing, but the one I want to talk to you about today is an amazing, innovative distillery nestled in the Chichibu National Park in Japan. It's a region that's really, really renowned for its rich, soft water. This distillery has only nine full-time staff members, and they're young ones, because the owner is really interested in the input from the younger generation, because that's one of the big demographics he's trying to appeal to. The staff members, I believe I heard, have an average age of just 29, and all of them are whiskey lovers, of course. It was opened in 2008 by Ichiro Akdo. And the Chichibu Distillery is really, it's a small, small craft producer. Their yearly production output, it usually equals what a medium-sized distillery in Scotland or America might produce in just two weeks. So it's really small. But let me tell you about them. There's a number of points in production that uh, Mr. Akto's passion for producing a prime whiskey really stand out. And this is what you're going to hear me talk about time and time again when I talk about craft distillers in general. It's their passion. And this is why it's the passion that makes almost all of the spirits produced by craft distillers really, really good. But I digress. The the malted barley there at the Chichibu Distillery, um, that's fun to say, Chichibu. The malted barley, it's mixed with water from the local area for mashing, and then it undergoes a three-day fermentation. And listen, this takes place in amazing, amazing wooden washbacks. A washback is another name for a fermenter. These washbacks are the real standout feature of the Chichibu distillery, and they're made of Mizunara wood. Uh, Mizunara is a very specific Japanese oak, and they are the only distillery in the world to use Mizunara for their washbacks. You know, most modern distilleries use metal for their fermenting tanks. But Mr. Octo firmly believes that the lactic acid bacteria that, that live on the wood has a really positive effect on the fermentation process. And he says that, let's see, he says the use of the Mizunara wood um, brings out nice, fruity spirits with a deep flavor. And he's very proud of that. 
they they do use a beautiful copper pot still, several of them to distill and the rick houses where the whiskey's laid away to mature it has these bare earth floors which i just find very charming now mr octo comes from a very long line of spirits producers his family made sake for get this 21 generations i did the math and that's got to be like 400 430 30 years something like that and did i do my math right Yes, I did. <laughs> Suddenly I got nervous about my math. And um, But a number of years before the family sake business was finally sold, Octo's grandfather, he started making whiskey. And Octo realized that once they had sold, you know, following the sale of the family business, there were some 400 full barrels of his grandfather's whiskey that were still in storage. And those those barrels were slated to be thrown away. Some of those barrels had been maturing for like 20 years. Can you imagine walking in and buying a business and seeing a warehouse full of 20-year-old whiskey and just saying, yeah, those are those are trash. <laughs> I can't imagine that. But anyway, um, Octo, he rescued those barrels. And he said if, if to let them be thrown away would have been like abandoning your kids just as they reached adulthood. He really felt like it was his duty to make sure the whiskey made it out into the world. So it was, he rescued 400 barrels of whiskey and he started a company through which he would sell it. And he, Octo took really personal responsibility for blending the whiskey, patiently searching for a flavor profile that he would be really proud to present. And when he thought he had achieved it, are you, are you getting the glimmer of passion going on here? When he, when he really thought that he'd reached a flavor profile he'd be proud of, he bottled it, and then he proceeded to personally present it to some 2,000 bartenders in bars all across Japan. And he got a great response. It was apparently unlike any other Japanese whiskey on the market. And Mr. Akto, he made really careful, meticulous notes from the feedback he got from the bartenders and, and their customers. And he went on, he continued to refine his blending until he felt like he really had developed a whiskey that he could call his own. Now you're starting to see what I mean about the craft distillers, right? But there's so much more. I haven't even told you the best parts. So in 2008, when Octo opened the Chichibu Distillery, he only had these 400 barrels to play with and to blend. But, but then with his own operational distillery, Soon he had over 7,000 barrels, and he continued. He continued to keep detailed notes about each one, noting that each barrel actually had its own character. And there's more. While most of the barrels used for maturing Japanese whiskey, most of them are imported from Scotland, um, Octo, he took on the really, really unusual task of operating his own on-site cooperage. And for those of you who don't know, a cooperage is a barrel-making facility. Fun fact, if your family name happens to be Hooper or Cooper, somewhere back in your family lineage were barrel makers. But I digress again. Um, but, but get this, not only was Acto now making his own barrels, but also he's making them from Mizunara, the same Japanese oak that he uses for those large, unique washbacks. And Mizunara is, is a really, really difficult wood to work with. I mean, it's all very creative. It's very exciting. But in fact, using Mizunara to make barrels for maturing whiskey, it presents a whole new set of problems. Um, most of the time, 
it, a tree has to be about 200 years old before it's even suitable for this application. Uh, and you see, in Mizunara oak specifically, though it is oak, the natural vessels that run through the wood don't usually run straight. It's it it grows crooked. It grows it grows twisted, and that means that even though the staves and the staves are the piece of a long the long boards in a barrel, even though they're cut unusually thick, in hopes of preventing leakage, um, when it's cut to make the barrel staves, those long boards, very often those vessels which again, remember the wood does not grow straight and the vessels don't run straight, very often those vessels are open at an angle on the long cut side and they present the very real risk of leaking. The barrel may not be watertight and uh, the angels would get their share and then some. And I'll tell you about the angel share some other time, but they just, they wouldn't be watertight. You'd, you'd lose everything over time. And Every year that you mature whiskey, you lose about 2% to the angel share, to the evaporation as it is. But that's using a watertight barrel. He really, really um, was presented with a problem. Well, despite this really sizable challenge, Octo was determined to use the Mizunara wood for his barrels. And he said, said it imparted a uniquely Japanese character. And I've heard it's something akin to uh, incense or sandalwood, which is really unusual. And I have to say, I have not experienced that in whiskey before. And to help solve this problem of the leaky barrels, Octo sought the assistance of a master cooper, a really highly respected tradesman. Um, I, I didn't catch his name, um, but he had been making barrels for some 75 years and whiskey barrels specifically for several decades. And eventually they had success and he was able to use those barrels, those ones made on site from Mizunara, in which to contain and mature his amber gold. And I mean, these distillers, they have, I, I can't, I keep, I keep saying passion. I, I can't think of an, I'll pull out my thesaurus, but passion is what they have. The Chichibu distillery, actually, it draws, uh, it draws this long, steady stream of visitors from around the world who want to come and see the innovations Acto has implemented. And one of the things that everybody is blown away by, the thing they always remark on, is the attention that's leveled at the cleaning and the hygiene of everything in the distillery. Even those big wooden washbacks, they're scrubbed by hand, never, ever, ever with any chemicals. And the the copper stills, the copper pot stills, an employee actually even climbs right into the inside of it to spray it down and scrub every nook and cranny. And they keep it meticulously clean because that makes good whiskey and it makes it efficiently every single time. And by all accounts, it is very good uh, from everything I have learned about this. On a recent visit to one of England's oldest distributor of spirits, Mr. Octo, he had these, these meetings and tastings with the highest levels of the distributor's management team. And he apparently made a very, very good impression. And of course, his motive was to try to get them to sell it through their distribution channels. But apparently he got a really surprising rave from the CEO himself who remarked that Acto's whiskey, uh, let's see, the quote says, has a, remark has a remarkable intensity that is neither wood-based nor peat-based. That's my very bad phony English accent. Um, Acto, he's meticulous. 
and he pays close attention to feedback. So he he took everything that everybody has said from the bars he visits to the feedback he gets at the whiskey shows that he where he has booths and thousands of people attend. He goes back to his lab at the distillery and he gets back to blending and he may sample the same blend in six different proof levels because the alcohol content is going to have a huge impact on the whiskey's flavor. He makes his own taste notes. He takes input from his noticeably young staff, as well as the local bar staff. There's um, there's a favorite bar of his that he frequents near his distillery, and he's he's buddies with the dis- with the uh, bartender there, and he takes what he's done and he takes it down there for the bartender's input. And it's really neat that he respects these these people at the front line, the front line of whiskey distribution, the bartenders and the customers, the end users. And he goes to them and says, what do you think? I want to know what you think so I can go back and make it even better. Well, he got he got those barrels to work. Um, so he's got the Mizunara washbacks. He's got the Mizunara barrels. And in 2015, Octo contracted a local Chichibu farmer to supply barley for his whiskey. Now, before, he was importing malted barley from Scotland. But now, he's got a local farmer to supply barley for his whiskey. He will be making his own farm-to-glass amber gold using 100% Chichibu malt and using the local water. That's just amazing. Okay, so I've told you all about his distillery. Excuse me. I've told you about what he's doing, and I really hope that this impresses on you just why craft distilling is so exciting, why I'm so fascinated by the passion and the personal investment these creative folk, the craft distillers worldwide, invest in their work. But here, I've told you about him, but I haven't told you just how Mr. Acto's Chichibu Whiskey is doing. So let me tell you. If you go online and search Chichibu Whiskey and click on decanta.com, it's spelled D-E-K-A-N-T-A. That was uh, really the best uh, the best avenue I found to viewing the different varieties. You're going to see some, get this, 131 varieties listed on decanta.com. And they are priced from $169 a bottle up to $18,000 per bottle. Yeah, Octo's doing all right. And this year, get this, Octo won the 2020 World Whiskey Award for Best Blended Limited Release. And for those wondering, those of you out there wondering which one it was, it is Chichibu Ichiro's Malt Japanese Blended Whiskey Limited Edition 2020. Good luck finding it because I'm not seeing it on Decanta, but for price reference... Both his 2018 and 2019 limited release are both selling for $4,300. You heard me right, $4,300. And let me tell you about some of the varieties. And, and these are just a few. These are just a few of them on there. This is, this is amazing. Listen, listen. He's got a beer cask whiskey for $2,300. One called Dream Cask, $4,300. Intergalactic Edition, $8,000 a bottle, 10-year Ghost 12 Series, $10,000. Uh, 
The Chichibu Taiwan Edition, $2,600. Malt and Grain Single Cask, $2,000. Malt Whiskey Festival 2019, $5,000. I'm not done. Heavily Peated, 2018, $2,500. The Golden Horse Memorial 2000 Bottle, just a paltry $365. The 2010 Single Cask, $2,000. And the Malt Bourbon... Chichibu, an American set, four bottle. It's a four bottle set for just $1,300. That's a bargain uh, compared to the, I mean, it's just amazing. It's amazing. He's making incredibly creative products that he's heavily invested in, not just monetarily, but he's put so much of himself into it. And it's, it's, there's a pride and there's a passion and there's a, a real, um, a real drive and ambition to make something that he can be proud of, that he can please others with. I saw a short clip of him visiting with a bartender in uh, in London, and the bartender comes to him and goes, hey, you know, we're, we're having a problem getting supply from you. Everybody here loves what you have, but we're having problems getting your supply. And Octo responded, he said, well, you know, whiskey takes time. And we're hoping to, you know, be able to increase our supply to you, but whiskey takes time. And the bartender stopped and smiled and he said, yeah, that's okay. I think whiskey lovers are patient. And I thought that was amazing. How wonderful. And there you go. It's an outstanding example of craft distilling, creative spirits, right there in Japan, the Chichibu Distillery. Mr. Octo's doing amazing work. And if you have tried any of his spirits, I would love to hear from you. Drop me a line at believeinthewhiskeymistress at gmail.com. Hey, let's take a little break. Do a little business. Here's a word from our sponsor. Wow, summer is over. The holidays are just around the corner. And with all there is to be done, I know it's really hard to find that extra time you need to take care of yourself to look and feel your best. But you know, with Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes. You can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. It visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even those pesky under-eye bags in minutes, and the results will last for hours. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit triplexiderm.com and use the code BLEAVE. Again, that's triplexiderm.com and use the code BLEAVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. I want to go there. How about a whiskey hotel? Yes, you heard right. Coming in 2022, there is going to be a brand new whiskey hotel right here in my own backyard, here in Los Angeles. Adolfo Suea, he of the Surly Goat, the Lodge, and 
other really prominent um, establishments here in Southern California. He's opening a 134-room homage to whiskey. It's going to have whiskey mini bars in the rooms, a whiskey fountain. Oh, boy, does my imagine go when I hear that. And when you check in, you get a complimentary whiskey. It's um, it's tapping into the meteoric rise in whiskey tourism. And they're really hoping to offer a unique experience, an immersive experience. And it's slated to be built just off of Hollywood Boulevard here in Los Angeles. And I I did hear that they broke ground in February, and they're still on track to open in 2022. The rooms are going to average about two to 300 per night, 200 to 300 per night, but they expect to host whiskey events that will be open to the public. There you go. I wouldn't even have to go very far. <laughs> I definitely want to go there. Join me next week on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress on the Believe Podcast Network. The Whiskey Mistress And it's a show She knows about whiskey and stuff Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.